Thursday, the day the world of sports stood still. What's up, everyone? Welcome in to the Will Ford Show, WFS. This is episode 97. And, I mean, what do I say? The The sports world is at a standstill. An unprecedented moment in history where every single league across the world, every professional sports league, and even at the collegiate level, sports are shut down temporarily, with the exception of one or two. But the coronavirus, COVID-19, originated in China, made its way over to the United States, and it is now is now put the world of sports at a complete halt. Nothing is going on in sports right now. Thursday marked the start of it all. And just to kind of update you on the situation with the coronavirus pandemic that is sweeping the United States and the world, and it has been labeled as a global pandemic by the World Health excuse me, the World Health Organization, uh, over 145,000 people have been infected globally and over 5,400 deaths total across the world have been reported. In the United States, looking at those statistics, there's around 2,200 currently infected and we're just shy of 600 deaths. And really for the United States, this has rapidly uh, progressed over the last couple of days. And with all the talk about it, it's really been crazy how this has kind of unfolded. On Thursday, I mean, we, you know, we had a regular schedule of NBA games. And of course, players were talking about the coronavirus and you know, it was a it was a big discussion in the league uh, because it was just so unknown. No one knew really. I mean, nobody, people still don't know what this is. And Rudy Gobert, a center for the Utah Jazz, made a joke during a press conference earlier this past week. And after his his press conference, took his hands and rubbed them all over every single reporter's microphone that was there at the table. And little did he know that he had the coronavirus, was tested on Thursday, the day bef- the day of a game against the Ho- Oklahoma City Thunder. He had flu-like symptoms earlier in the day. They went away. He felt fine. He was going to play, but they tested him anyways. He ended up testing positive. And then a team doctor for the Oklahoma City Thunder sp- sprinted out onto the floor, stopped this game. The game didn't tip off. But of course, then there was a cloud of uncertainty. And less than a couple hours later, the league was the the NBA suspended its season. Rudy Gobert testing positive for the coronavirus, being the first professional athlete to be become positive, was the first domino that started this standstill. So Rudy Gobert tested positive the day after his teammate Donovan Mitchell tested positive. He was out on the floor and he was going to play. If Gobert had not have come back positive or not been tested at all, 
Both of them would have played, and we'd be even in a worse situation than we are right now, which is crazy to think. It's almost a blessing that Rudy Gobert was tested, in a sense. I hate to say that because I don't want the man to be sick, and I don't want anybody to be sick or potentially die, but it's almost a blessing that he is, in a sense, And I mean that in the most compassionate and kind way possible because we're now able to diagnose the situation, diagnose the problem, and and try to contain this disease. But after the NBA shut down, I mean, it was a domino effect. The day after, the NCAA, well, multiple conferences in the NCAA, canceled their conference tournaments for both men's and women's basketball. They were all pulling out. And then the NCAA decided to pull the plug on the NCAA March Madness tournament. So March Madness is not taking place this year. It's canceled. And that really sucks for collegiate athletes who are going to lose an opportunity to compete in the greatest tournament, excuse me, uh, the greatest tournament in the world. And and then the MLB, Major League Baseball, delays opening day by two weeks. So they were supposed to start here at the end of March. Now it's going to be into April. The NHL suspended its season indefinitely. NASCAR has postponed races all the way through pretty much till the end of March. And then they have a, a race at the end of March. Uh, golf, the PGA Tour, has canceled future tournaments up until the Masters, and then the Masters, which is a major, it's one of the majors in professional golf, uh, that's been postponed. And a little fact about the Masters, that has always been played in either March or April every year, and it's been played every year since it started back in the 1930s. So... Could be looking at history from that standpoint in golf. Now, tennis, the ATP World Tour, they've suspended play for at least six weeks. Uh, looks like Indian Wells is more than likely not going to happen. A tournament out in California in the desert. Uh, it's considered the fifth major. It's the biggest non-major in professional tennis. All the stars go there. It's tr- it's treated as a major and it's it's a great event. Major League Soccer has suspended their season. They've had a player and a manager, I believe two players and a manager test positive for the coronavirus. Uh UFC has moved uh, competition uh they've moved to competition without fans. And the NFL, which is really the only league that's not really that affected by this because it's their offseason, they're not playing. The only thing they really have to look at is the NFL draft, which comes up in in April, and hundreds of thousands of fans come to that event. They're going to have to figure out what to do with that. And with all these leagues being shut down, canceled, postponed, what have you, We have schools shutting down. I live in Ohio, 
our governor, Mike DeWine, has, he earlier in the week, he urged all colleges and universities to shut down their campuses for two weeks and uh, and move to an online instructional, instructional format. And that's what I'm doing at Muskingum. We had today off, Friday off, and we're moving to online instructional format Monday. Everybody's got to be out by today. And very quickly, it escalated to grades K through 12 being taken off school for three weeks. And the the crazy thing is, is two or three weeks may not be enough. I honestly believe that this is going to extend to the end of the semester, basically the end of the school year for K through 12 and college students. Uh, it's had a huge impact on schooling. And this is all in efforts to basically prevent large groupings of people and try to limit the spread of the coronavirus, which I 100% get, 100% support. I think this is really the the logical move. I, I'm not an expert by any means on the coronavirus, so don't, don't get my words twisted or anything, but I believe that health organizations and the CDC, I believe they believe that this was the most beneficial thing to do in order to keep society safe and the world safe. I, I wholeheartedly believe in what they're doing. I think it was the only move. It was the right move. Is it an overreaction? Maybe. It might be. But I would rather overreact than underreact. And we have hundreds of thousands, potentially millions of people get infected and maybe even die. Now, this, this virus doesn't have a high death rate. And the death rate is significantly increased in individuals who are over 60 years of age, especially over the age of 80. And it also affects people with uh, pre-existing health concerns, autoimmune diseases, things of that nature. And then really, really young children, essentially toddlers and babies. But everyone else in between who are healthy for the most part, you can get infected by this virus, obviously, but uh, the the chance of survival is, I believe, 97-98%. Uh, but there is another strand of the coronavirus out there that has a 60% uh, death rate, death to survival rate, essentially. 60% chance of possibly not surviving this strand. And that's what I've you know, seen from different organizations and, and things like that. The the, real, the scary thing about all of this is social media, uh, social media is really a problem right now in the United, uh, in the United States and in the world, because number one, everyone has to have an opinion. Everyone does. Everyone either thinks the world is ending or this is blown way out of proportion. There's really no median. There's no happy medium in this. Everyone either thinks the world is ending or this is completely overblown. And so it's leading to a lot of misconceptions and it's just not, 
it's not good for society. It's raising stress levels. It's it's making things worse, honestly. And I find it... I. So being a college student, we just came off of spring break at the beginning of March. A lot of other colleges are either, they would have been starting spring break now, or spring break is in the month of March for most universities, at least in Ohio, for as far as I know. And spring break's a week long. A lot of people go down to Florida or California, or they maybe they go overseas, whatever it may be, but you go on vacation. Have fun with friends, whatever it is. I'm not like that. I'm a homebody. I don't I don't go anywhere. I stay home. I'm not into any of that stuff. But now that we're off school, we're going home for two, three, a month, the rest of the semester, because some schools have switched to the online instructional format for the rest of the semester all the way until May. People are thinking of this as spring break 2.0. So while we're off from school, this is essentially time for us to basically stay at home, stay in our hometowns, don't really branch out, don't go to large gatherings. You're essentially self-quarantining for anywhere from two weeks to a month. But instead, plane ticket prices are dropping rapidly, along with gas prices. Gas is at an unprecedented, unprecedented like 177, 180 roughly. I've never seen that in my lifetime. The lowest I've ever seen it prior to this, this epidemic was 195 last, not this, this past Christmas, but the Christmas before. So gas prices are really low. Plane ticket prices are really low. And everyone thinks all of a sudden it's a great idea to just go out and travel. And that's exactly what health officials are trying to prevent. They don't want people going to all these large gatherings or anything like that, but people think it's spring break 2.0. People think it's a vacation and, oh, I'm just going to take myself off to Florida or I'm going to take myself to California, which, by the way, are two of the worst states in the country to go to. They have some of the worst cases of the coronavirus in the country. The worst might be in Washington State, just above California. It's exactly what world health organizations or health organizations in general are trying to prevent. But people think it's a vacation. People think now is the time to go to Florida or go to the beach. It's just, I don't get how people honestly believe that's a good idea. Meanwhile, you have classes online that you're supposed to be doing. I, I, I think there is a cons- when when the World Health Organization labels us as a global pandemic, a thing that literally can affect millions of people. I mean, this is projected. I've seen projections, and don't quote me on this. I'm, I'm once again, I'm not an expert, but I've seen projections where the coronavirus could infect, you know, 100 or 200 million people in the United States. That's a lot. That's a lot. And the thing about it is, the more people who get sick, the less hospital beds there will be available. 
the less care you're going to get because of so many people sick, the less health professionals we're going to have. And that's the thing too, is all these health professionals are going to be exposed to this virus. I mean, you can wear protection and hazmat suits, but if something goes wrong, they get infected too. I mean, before you know it, this could spiral out of control. And I know I'm approaching this from a worst case scenario standpoint, but I feel like in this situation, you kind of have to. You really do. This is something that is affecting lives globally. And I mean, we've just seen all, we've seen sports globally shut down for at least a month. At least. And I don't even think that's going to be the end of it. I, I really don't think so. And a lot of the, the leagues across the world believe it's going to be longer than a month. Health organizations believe it's going to be longer than a month. The best thing to do is to just not go anywhere. Just do what you're told to do. Do what you're advised to do. Wash your hands and and just be safe. Don't be traveling to Florida or overseas or anything like that. Because you do that, you might not get to come back for a while. You might be there longer than you anticipated. And you might be confined to your hotel room or a hospital bed for a week in quarantine. That's that's what you might be confined to. And again, I know I'm approaching this from a worst case scenario standpoint, but I think that's how you have to look at it. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like this is this is far bigger than sports. I think Mark Cuban Mark Cuban, excuse me, Mark Cuban said this best, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. He said this is bigger than basketball. This lives are at stake. Stephen A. Smith said this on first take, I believe earlier today. Other notable sports people are saying the same thing. This is this is bigger than sports. It's about saving lives. And uh, even though this disease only appears to kill the uh, older people and people who aren't as healthy, this is still a very much unknown disease. We, we don't know really what we're dealing with. And the thing is, is we don't know if this, this basically air quoting this, the self-quarantining being away from school and some places away from work. We don't know if that's actually even going to work because I I, mean, I was talking to somebody about this today and of course you hate, you hate to speculate. We're not experts or anything like that. We're just, just thinking about it realistically. If you're confined to a small space or a limited radius for a long time, sometimes your immune system, your immunity to other common illnesses lowers. And so when you step back out into larger groups again, you can contract all of these basic things like the common cold or just the regular flu and 
that could allow the coronavirus to reflourish and we're starting this vicious cycle all over again. I mean, I don't I don't know. It's it's a really tough situation. And the thing is, I feel like it could have been mitigated much faster. I'm not, I don't want to say avoided. I think it could have been mitigated much faster than it was. Some health organizations within the government last year, at the end of 2019, ran a simulation on a new disease, a new virus, and they used data based on how governments across the world act and and respond to different situations. And essentially, this was a prediction of the coronavirus. And this disease went on a, a, uh, a reign of terror for over a year and a half and killed 65 million people globally. Think about that. 65 million people. The United States government knew about this simulation, knew about this study, and President Donald Trump and the Trump administration ignored it. As, an, as a matter of fact, cut funding to these health organizations, essentially firing the people that would have handled this situation. And we may not be in this mess. We still could be, but we may not be. And I don't think President Trump is really taking this situation seriously. Now, he has declared a national emergency and has used his executive order to take out millions upon millions of dollars to fight the coronavirus, get testing, and things like that. And that's another thing, too, is the CDC offered President Trump loads of testing kits in January before the virus even got here. And it could have helped in isolating the coronavirus before we got to this point. It could have. We don't know, but I don't think the president has handled this situation well. And I know this is not a politics podcast and I don't intend it to be, but we're in uncharted waters right now. The thing that I love to do as often as I can, this podcast, I mean, there's no sports for a month. Now, of course, this is going to be a huge topic of discussion. I'm not going to not talk about it. But, I mean, what do you say? Like, Sports Center is running the same quotes and the same stories hour after hour after hour. What do you talk about? Until there's a new development in terms of maybe potentially more athletes being tested positive for the coronavirus or cases dropping in the United States and globally, we, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Things could change if if that stuff happens, if cases drop. I mean, this is kind of an an hour by hour operation. But the important thing to remember is, and I've I've seen so many tweets about the the collegiate athletics, and I, I really do feel for the men and women who participate in collegiate athletics, especially seniors who lose a year of eligibility especially in spring sports, baseball, softball, lacrosse, uh, track and field, tennis, 
and other sports that I'm sure I'm leaving out, but all spring sports, they're losing a year of eligibility. And I feel for all of those athletes, especially the seniors. But I think college athletes are mature enough to realize that this is bigger than sport. It really is. And sports are supposed to bring us together. They always have. They always will. But we can't take them for granted either. And I think that's kind of the lesson that we can take from this is that, you know, sometimes, sometimes other things are just more important. And I, I think I can speak or hopefully I can speak for everyone when I say that human lives far outweigh athletics. This is about preventing more people from being infected globally and saving lives, keeping people alive. I think college athletes realize that. I understand the pain and the heartbreak, not being able to to play your final season as a senior, not being able to play in March Madness, not being able to to be out there with your brothers and your sisters and your friends and your coaches. I get all of that. I'm sure I would feel the same level of pain. I mean, this is even true for high school athletes too. High schools are shutting down some of their athletic programs. I feel the pain, but the end of the day, life is what matters because we never know when our time is up. I think the lesson is not to take what we have for granted and just be appreciative that you even had the opportunity to play in the first place. Don't know what what more I can say. I don't know what more I can say. But as of right now, the the world of sports are standing still. And I don't think anything like this has happened since 9-11 when sports did temporarily shut down, especially in the United States, after the airplanes flew into the Twin Towers on September 11, 2001. Of course, the leagues put their seasons on pause out of respect for the lives lost, but they also did it to increase security at the same time. We haven't seen anything like this since then. And except the only, the the big difference about this one is this one's going to take a lot more time and it's a lot more complicated and it's tough, man. But at the end of the day, life is what matters. No other way to put it. Period. Point. Blank. But that'll do it. Uh, There's not really much else I can say about this. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new, subscribe to Apple Podcast and SoundCloud. Just search The Will Ford Show. Also, follow my YouTube channel. Will Ford, 
got a new video editing software, so I, I'm kind of, I love playing around with it. I'll have a new video up from this episode. Also, follow my Twitter account at The Will Ford Show on Facebook. You can search my personal profile, William Ford, and find the page through there, or you can just search The Will Ford Show. It's listed as a podcast page. And then I'm also new on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram as well. I'm at Will Ford Show. It's just at Will Ford Show. Um, check me out on there as well. Not much on there. Still new to it. The IGTV video is really cool, but um, follow me on all those platforms. I understand this is a difficult one, and by no means am I an expert on the coronavirus at all. I'm just a 20-year-old kid who, like everyone else, I guess, has an opinion about everything. Um, I guess that's what I, I get for wanting to get into the sports opinion business, but by no means am I an expert on the coronavirus. Don't don't take everything I say and and think that I know how this is going to turn out. I don't. No one does. But thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm sure there's going to be more news to come about this. And I'll try to post as often as I can over these next couple of weeks or potentially more that I'm off. I will be doing classwork online, but I should have more time to at least be more active on social media if I can't do individual episodes and videos. But thank you so much for tuning in. Please stay safe out there wherever you may be, wherever you may be listening from, and we can get through this together. I'll see you guys soon. This is WFS, The Will Ford Show.